Hello and welcome to the first episode of Emerald Expression, where we use words to polish the truth that is the human mind. I'm your host, Jared, and today I have a few special guests with me. My friend, your boy, Meech, who hosts the Space Place podcast, and my friend, Val, who hosts Val the Con... The Cloudcast podcast. Thank you very much for Want to go first or me, Val? You can go first. All right. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Meech, a.k.a. Young Drip God, a.k.a. Young Juice God, a.k.a. Got a BB, got a BB, and I'm excited. Thanks for having me, man. Okay, I don't have that many names, but I'm Val, Val the Conqueror. Um, Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm very excited to have you guys join me for my first episode. Um, since it's the first episode, it's going to be a little bit less structured than maybe later episodes might be. I'm just going to kind of go with it and see what uh, the topic brings us to. Um, the topic I chose for today is to dissect uh, Western shows that have a heavy anime influence. Um, I'm just going to give a little quick history uh, lesson to get any listeners who might be confused up to date. Um Anime is an animation that is made in Japan by predominantly Japanese creators. And during the late 80s and early 90s, anime began to be exported and dubbed into countries in the West, such as the U.S., Canada, and France. Um, so that spawned a creation of, excuse me, a generation of creators who were influenced by those uh, late 80s and early 90s anime to make works that are similar or have similar tropes. And um, those are colloquially known as anime-esque. So I'm just going to use that term for the rest of the video to avoid the confusion. So um, to start off the podcast, I'd like to ask my two uh, guests, um, what are some shows you, that you might consider an anime, anime-esque um, show? Um, um, I would say... Anything so... Besides obvious answers like the Boondocks and Avatar. Okay. Um, mm. Do you want me to go first? I can list a few examples to help you guys you know, get in the frame of mind. So I made a little bit of a list. Oh, yeah, I have oh you can go first, though. I personally don't think Yu Gi Oh! is anime. I think it's more Western than people like to believe. What do you guys? That's an anime. Yu-Gi-Oh. That's, that's a, oh, I like, thought of it. Honestly, I, I, that, that is a surprise. I've only ever seen it in the, uh, the Western style. Yeah, I, I don't like really see it as anime. Is it due to the art mm. style or something? Because... The story structure, what, what I would like to hear, like how you uh, think it's more Western than it is Japanese. Honestly, it's just the that's way a very it interesting. Is. Take. I just I've seen so much anime. I don't. I, I would never put it in the category with like Yu Hakusho or with like Pokemon and things like that. I don't put it in that category. I look at it as one of those WB shows that I watch that. And do you think that's because of the way it was dubbed or because the way the original Japanese story was written? 
Well? Well? Can you hear us well? Uh, she dropped out of it. That's not good. Wait, let me see if I can invite her back. Um. Well, since while we're waiting to see if she comes back, uh, yeah. I'd like to hear your uh, right, your back. your shows that you. Oh, um, uh, sorry about more that. About, <laughs> so what I was saying was is that it might be more about what shows I associate Yu-Gi-Oh with, because when I'm watching it on WB on Saturday. I'm watching Static Shock, then goes to Freakazoid, then maybe some Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, it's just, I just never associated with anime. And, like, would you consider it the, like, if you saw the Japanese version, would you still consider that to be an anime show, or is it just the dubbing of Yu-Gi-Oh that has you making it feel like it's more of a Western show? I'm done again. Why does she keep <laughs> dropping out? Damn. The podcast re- doesn't like that's to see tough. a girl prosper. That's that's unfortunate. That's real tough. Because, like, that's a really interesting take, and I really want to hear, like, her her reasoning I mean, behind it. Oh, um, I was going to say, <laughs> if she doesn't consider Yu-Gi-Oh! like an anime, mm-hmm. I would, and you could say the same thing about Pokemon and Digimon, like those were on like, they didn't really carry that anime as five, even though they are. I think it's like it's certain levels to where you can put an anime, and it does have to do with like the dub stuff like that, like dub changes. Hmm. So that brings up another question. Uh, do you consider anime as shows like their own genre, or do you consider it like a, a stylistic choice? Do you, how do you like classify that? Because it's different enough, in my opinion, from like the average Western cartoon, and it's also it's not anime. It's not anime in the sense that it wasn't made in Japan. Do you consider it like its own oh, category? Uh, do you consider it a genre? Do you consider it like yeah, yeah, I can well, like, I can anime. It's definitely its own genre because it has a unique uh, in general, it just has a unique vibe that Western uh, shows can't really replicate. That's what gives us a distinct feeling. You get me? It's kind of like sometimes I don't even consider like anime, it's like a genre. It's more, I consider like anime like an art form, you feel me? Like, this is something that is very like esteemed yeah. and cannot be replicated amongst like other groups within the world. Like you feel me? It's kinda like mm-hmm. you consider it yeah. very like a Japanese art form. Like So you, you would say like anime can't be recreated anywhere else, even if like you re go use some of the same Not similar tropes and stuff like that. There's something inherently yeah, well, Japanese about okay. um, about that. I wouldn't say it can't necessarily be replicated because anything can be replicated. It won't have that like that original mm. Japanese feel that 
the, like that uh, Japanese animators are able to help envelop in their own shows. You get me? Like, say, if, for example, um, it's, it goes back with the whole sub and dub thing. If you watch one thing in dub, you're gonna not you're not gonna be able to like experience the actual true story because again, the script, uh, dialogue might change, and sometimes they change the whole story from what it is in the original Japanese. But the original Japanese sub, you get the full experience right there, and that's the same thing with I would just like animation in general. Sometimes when it comes over to the West. It gets changed so much to the point where, like, you're not really able to appreciate mm. it in its original form. You know what I mean? And sometimes that perception on, like, how you yeah, view yeah. a certain animation with anime. Like, people will pick dub over sub and they're like, oh, no, I don't care if the sub is the original storytelling by the author. I grew up on the dub, so therefore the dub is how I interpret the story. You feel me? It, it kind of kind of a difficult thing to yeah. come across you feel me yeah you feel like it loses some of the some of the not character but yeah. some of the the intangibles like in the process of either dubbing or like having a western creator make try to make an imitation of a Japanese art form like there's something lost in there that uh, you can't really think think of you can't put your finger on yeah but it's something and, that's known and i think um it, that like going back to what i said with dub changes like certain dub changes they can like i said they can change the whole interpretation of what the story is being told to us like for example you know what Bao said i'm thinking more so is like that has to do with the dub aspect because if you watch the original Yu-Gi-Oh in its original japanese subtitle the story is completely different yeah. from what the four kids of. Completely different. Like, people are actually out there dying. Like, there's no shadow realm or anything like that. People are legit dying. And certain character yeah. uh, um, lines being changed from the dub and stuff really give off two different vibes of the same character. For example, uh, Kaiba in the four kids dub. They make it yeah. so apparent for him to not believe anything supernatural is happening around him. Every time there is something that's supernatural, he always wants to say, oh, it's a glitch in the dual disc hologram. This is just hocus pocus mind tricks. However, in the sub, he believes, he knows that there's supernatural yeah. stuff going on in his world. He just chooses to not really care. Well, like, I wouldn't really say care about it. He just doesn't try to dwell yeah, acknowledge it too much. You know, it's just like, oh, another day, another supernatural thing. Keep the moment, you feel me? But yeah. Just trying to make these dollars. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> exactly. You don't care about these yeah. 3,000. Um, unfortunately, uh, sorry to interrupt, but unfortunately to the listeners, Val is having some issues with the, the recording app that I'm using, so... Uh, she wishes us well, and we're just gonna have yeah. to continue the podcast uh-huh. with me and Meech. Uh, but I, she's back. I am back. Wait, she's back. <laughs> oh, they can't keep a they can't keep a woman down. It's it's unfortunate. Anchor be hating though. Real, really, and truly, knock if you buck type of bitch. <laughs> um. 
so we were just talking about uh, uh meet meet was telling um his opinion on uh how the dubbing of uh Yu-Gi-Oh might have given you that sense that it was more western there's a lot of changes in between the sub and the dub like for instance like four kids is infamous for their changes to the, the the stories in terms of like censorship and like line changes and making things more comedic than they were in the original uh sub version so that might give off less Honestly, of a feeling of in anime. my like rem- like memory of it it was all it was never promoted the way anime mm. is promoted now it was i'd never seen a promo like i see it for like let's say uh like mha or you know attack on titan which is also one of the biggest animes that are on western tv so what i'm saying to you is that like it's it was it has something to do with the the time like how anime is more of an accepted uh form of of art nowadays than it used to be before people just treated it as a uh oh japanese cartoons but now people are treating it as its own separate art form or do you think that i don't really care about that because honestly it's just how my perception of it is because like i i can be i think i'm completely wrong on this one because i know if i looked up Yu-Gi-Oh, it's gonna say japanese manga or japanese anime television program so like clearly it's an anime it's just i've never thought of it like that personally So you you define anime as less by um like country of origin, but, but rather by the way the story is told. Like there's slight slight subtle differences in between a, yeah. a true anime, in your opinion, and an anime esque show, like uh like Attack on Titan versus Yu Gi Oh or Pokemon versus something else that right. is not off, like Avatar. Like there's slight differences in the way the story is told. Hmm. I, I I would I tend to I would tend to agree to, with you. Um, I'm not sure I would call Yu Gi Oh an anime esque show, but I I can see where your reasoning is coming from um, on that that front. Like the way the story is, is different. Like um, for instance, uh, like how the story is told in like a show like um. The Last Man or Walk Fu is different than it would be told in the show like Hunter Hunter or Yu Yu Hakusho. Like there, there's certain uh, tri- tropes that you can't really uh, uh, what's the word? You can't. There's certain intangibles that are lost in the process of translating right. Japanese idea into a Western construct. Wow, Anchor Anchor's really messing up. Now Meech got kicked out. Uh, yeah, I sent him another invite though. Good thing this is more of like a test run to see like how this works. I might have to work around with some some stuff. But um, so to move on to my next question, uh, do you think uh, how would you define an anime s show in terms well, of well? I think anime has a particular art style that is very prominent, and that I'm I'm sorry, what 
you're you're really cutting out. I'm be honest with you. I'm saying like I'm piecing the questions together. I'm cutting out. Oh, I'm saying um, what would you what do you use to define an anime as show? Like, is it the the art style, the plot structure, or the use of certain Japanese tropes? So, like I was saying. Um, anime has a very particular art mm. style and not every animation can do it. I know there are some quirky anime out there that have like a altered state of the anime um, style of drawing but like for an anime as show it draws inspiration from it not necessarily copies it. So like it will have similarity but it will be completely different. And I also think it's the plot, the way the plot is done. Anime as shows, plus the art style, have a type of <clears throat> have a type of flow in their plot line that goes the way, you know, a normal anime would. But at the same time, it doesn't necessarily all connect. If that makes sense. Like for instance, if we talked about the Boondocks. The Boondocks is not a complete story that goes, that connects. Each episode is very different and they go on a different adventure and they may pull from other episodes, but it's still its own story between each episode. So you're saying like in terms of like serialness, a Boondocks, a show like uh, the Boondocks is more episodic than it would be serial like a lot of the anime you're used to. Like there's a lot less continuity in between episodes. Like it's a self-contained story. That that brings up the topic of um the sitcom structure. Like, uh, that's a very Western concept. The sitcom structure. Um, every episode introduces a plot point that needs to be solved, and usually is resolved by the end of the episode, depending on it's like a multi-part episode, but stuff like that. But like it introduces that plot point, and then it has that B plot sh- structure, and then usually by the end of the episode the a plot structure is completed and like the b plot structure is usually completed as well and that's very much the american or western way of telling a story an anime has a completely different setup and completely different structure yeah it to that. completely does it's sick using the analogy of a sitcom is very good i think that was a perfect way to describe it because every episode has like some kind of problem and you solve it and I them is perfect way to put it uh, okay so um I'm gonna try to invite uh Meech back and have his his answer on that um question do you have any like uh any other opinions you want to share on that topic or do you have any other things you feel like are should be mentioned in terms of plot structures or how characters are introduced or how characters are um, uh, portrayed versus anime and versus a western show we have covered it on my end Uh, um, in terms of my how I would uh, define an anime show I personally um, it's it's a mixture of things like an anime s show has like a lot of the similar art styles and trappings that uh an anime show would have like 
the thing is, people tend to confuse anime as like a monolith. Anime is just Japanese uh, cartoons mm. or Japanese animation. So there's a lot of variation in terms of our styles, but there's a lot of similarities that are you can use as tropes. So I would say that that art style is very important for an animation that show. Like the the way they structure their sh- their show is slightly different from a Western show, but not similar enough to an anime show where you could be like, oh, that's an anime show. Like, for example, if I was to use an example of a recent show, Voltron the Legendary Defender, that that would be a very uh, good example because like the art style is very similar. It has some of the same creators from Avatar The Last Airbender and they clearly lean into those anime influences while also keeping it its own thing and keeping it from being just like a, a a wholesale copy of like anime tropes, it's it's very much its own show. But it, you can see the influences, especially because it was based off of a Japanese property. Yeah. Um, I think that example is very clear cut. Um, I haven't even heard of that, but now I want to check it out. Oh, it's it's good. It's on Netflix. I think believe they have like six or seven seasons at this point. It's very well written. It's very um entertaining. It has a good mixture of action and comedy. It has a good mixture of uh, knowing when to be serious, but also knowing how to keep a, a show from being too uh, uh, dark or gloomy. So I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's a it's a decent it's a it's a good show. Cool beans. I I, I, I think you would enjoy it. <laughs> I'd be happy if you enjoyed it. Um, let's. I'm gonna wait a little bit and see if uh, Meech comes back. If not, uh, I'll just I'll do my closing thoughts and see if you have any other thoughts you would like to share. And then um, I'll do a recommendation list of shows that I believe are okay, within cool. this That's category great. that people might want to check out. Again, thank you for joining me on this. Uh, this little bit of a adventure here because I'm trying to figure out a few things. This was kind of my test run to see if this was like a, a viable thing I could do. I have a few ideas that I have uh, sitting in the, the okay. bank, so to speak, sitting I'm in the vault. Forward to it. Thank you for having me on your first episode. I appreciate the honor. I definitely appreciate you. And like you have a very articulate and very well thought out point. So it's always good to have someone to bounce ideas off of in terms of these kinds of subjects, because like, like I said, like this is a really subjective subject. Like a lot of people have different opinions and it's always nice to hear their reasonings for why they think the way they think. Um, okay. It doesn't look like he's going to be able to come back. So in terms of my closing thoughts, uh, I've, I believe that anime-esque shows hold their own special place in terms of uh, the nerd landscape. They're a little bit different from a Western cartoon. They're a little bit different from like manga or an anime or a comic. They have their own storytelling style and their own creativity. And I believe they should have their own spot that they can occupy, that people can enjoy them for what they are, rather than comparing them to things that they aren't. Um, in terms of recommendations, I would say uh, Generator Rex. That was a show on Cartoon Network in the mid-2000s. 
Wakfu. It's a French, it's a French creation. Um, the Last Man, another French show that's really good. It's about a, a man who's a boxer who has to deal with like mob ties and stuff like that. Um, Avatar: The Last Airbender, obviously. I already mentioned Voltron: The Legendary Defender. Um, I think you might disagree with me on this definition, but Boondocks has a lot of anim- clear anime influences, and that's a great comedic show. And then um, I, I believe there's one other show. I wrote I wrote a list. What was the last Avatar? One? Oh, I said Avatar. I believe I I mentioned that. Oh, Ruby. Ruby and Thundercats 2011. Those are both shows that have very clear anime influences and um, they're also well written and well put together. So I, this is kind of off topic, but I wish they would bring back Thundercats 2011. Like I kind of want to sign a petition for that because that was a very well potted show. Had its very good uh, storytelling and it ended on a hanger. Can you oh, hear me this time? Peach is yes, back. welcome back. Just in time for Come the on. closing. Yeah. I, you know. Being stupid. Um, wait. <laughs> I'll, I'll, let me give you a chance to uh, answer like the the question before I end off the, the episode. So, um, in terms of what what do you think makes a show an anime show? Like, what is it? The art style, the plot structure, or the use of like certain tropes that are prevalent what in makes anime. It, wait, so you're asking what makes an anime exactly an anime? Um, so, no, what makes a show an anime esque show? So it's a western, but it has these, it uses an anime, but not quite an anime. Uh, can you repeat that one more time, bro? You were breaking up. Yeah, I have no idea what you said. <laughs> oh. I'm breaking up again. That's annoying. Um, so what do you think makes a show an anime s show? Is it the use of its art style, the use okay, of its plot structure, um, or uh use of uh tropes think, that are prevalent uh, in anime? One would what would make an anime s show is definitely uh animation. You can definitely see, like, with these, with these, like, Western shows nowadays, you can definitely see some influence between uh, Japanese animators, uh, more specifically with Boondocks, with like their fight scenes. They'll be, they'll like take a reference of like a Naruto fight. It was, I believe, it was one episode with, uh... yeah, they, yeah, they took that like exactly oh, from that. And and put that into their episode. So like definitely the influencer the influencing of Japanese animators specifically with fight sequences, that's one thing with uh that you can tell in an anime-esque type western show. Um definitely I think anime-esque type shows in the western area here, uh the themes would be are like more mature, like some I feel like more recently there are became there's becoming a more western shows with, that'll have like more philosophical uh plot points as opposed to like yeah yeah like a show like young Justice, for example which um like their most recent season is kind of a commentary on like the whole border situation how like 
these people are being treated as like aliens and stuff like that and like there's a, a, a emphasis on more serious yeah, most topics definitely. than and, like uh, most Western shows. Uh, also, there's um, you got your you know the common like anime tropes, particularly like from shonen and uh, the shonen genre. You always have like and there's more there's uh, in the Western shows. It's always like the underdog and how like he's always yeah he's like the underdog and nobody really fucks with him like that. So he just keeps striving every single episode to get to where he's he wants to be at at the top i definitely see a lot of more of that in a western show one more yeah like how the typical shonen anime protagonist is usually someone who has to work hard for everything they have versus they have an rival who is i won't say things are handed to them but they're usually like a a natural prodigy and like that makes them strive harder to complete whatever it is they have to complete like whatever their uh objective is yeah and also i want to say like uh there's more i would say there's more so there's more so a lot more diversity in the uh in these anime-esque western shows now they're like usually like back in the day with these western type shows they'd always be like the singular set stereotypical like white antagonist uh, protagonist and how he ventures in life nowadays you're seeing a lot more like black animators who are making who are like having like black people as the main characters but they don't put them in a stereotypical way it's not like the broken down family where the, like the dad is gone the mom's working like three uh, three jobs you know what i'm saying like there's like actual structure and i help and i think that helps in like influence and impacts us uh, as black people were like okay we can actually be perceived as this instead of this I think that uh, that's one thing that is definitely that's a very interesting topic you brought up that you just gave me an idea for another uh, podcast actually like how how black the black community has embraced anime and how yeah, that's a very interesting topic that you just brought up. How uh, black people tend to see ourselves in the protagonists of like people who are down, downtrodden and have to work yeah, harder than others to get to the same place. It's and it, I'm definitely glad to see a that, lot more totally agree with of that. that happening in these Western shows, cartoons, etc. Because it, it it's bringing it's shedding in light that people of minority backgrounds. They don't have to be like a certain way. They don't have to be a certain let type. society view them in a certain way. You feel me? Yeah, like that. Like you're better than what they are showing you on TV. You feel me? Ooh, let them know. Yeah, yeah I, I, I definitely agree with that. Like that is definitely something that I completely agree with. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, for I don't know about you guys, but like. When I was growing up, seeing these uh, ideals of like loyalty and friendship, and if you work hard, you, you can accomplish what you set out to do. Those are very, those resonate with me very much as like a black man in the this this country in this current like racial uh, climate that we're we're experiencing right now. And that's not even like the original intention. It's just something that's a universal yeah. thing that applies. The American dream, whether or not that really exists. 
<laughs> people are privileged. It only it exists for some people. <laughs> Definitely. And then they let in a few. I won't say they let in a few because like those people did work hard for what they get, but like they there's only a certain there's like a certain quota of people of like uh, minorities or pre- people of color that are allowed into the big boys club, so to speak, so they can say, "Oh, we're not being racist. They're black people, or they're Indian people, or they're people of this skin tone in our big boys club." It's not just a white person thing, even though it really is a white person. Thing. Yeah, that's really all I have to say on comment on the last question. Sorry, I've fucking lagged out of the recording. Shit was messing up. <laughs> Don't worry, I did it too. Nah, it's not your fault. Anchor's been messing up all day. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't kick me out. It actually did try to kick me out earlier, but I just ignored it. <laughs> um, in terms of wrapping up, uh, Meech, are there any uh, shows that you would like to recommend that you cons- would consider uh, as anime-esque that uh, you think um, maybe people haven't ch- checked out or maybe it's a show that's a little bit older? Like, uh, as I was thinking, I was reminded of, I don't know if you guys saw these, but during, like, the summer, like, 2003, in between the Star the, Wars uh, movies, the, there were these, yeah, like, the Clone Wars, they would show in one, yeah. commercials of, like, uh, the Clone Wars. Yeah, like, it's about, it, it, it averages out to about an hour and a half of material, but it shows, like, it's very clearly influenced by anime, the art style and storytelling. Um... This is weird to me that Star Wars hasn't had its own anime yet. Like that's a perfect taking ground for anime. Like I would can you imagine how wild that would that, be. Because Star Wars anime. Like, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I'm not like. Well, I wouldn't even consider myself a fan because I'm not like really deep into the lore and you feel me. But I did watch the the 2003 Clone Wars series and I definitely was I was amazed by the animation. I was like, yo, why can't this look like this all the time? You feel me? And I did watch, like, the movies. Like, I think I watched one, which was Revenge of the Sith. And I I was like, I was impressed by what I saw. And I was like, you know, if they they could actually make, like you said, they can make this into, like, an anime. And it would would do, like, crazy numbers, you feel me? Because you already have this. Because you already have the established. Um, it would it would be insane. You already have the established lore of Star and Wars, like, which in itself is just crazy. Going to all these different universes, having a war, and so and such and such, and it does deal with political issues. So it's like, why not transfer that over into like a Japanese animator? And hey, you can make some money with that. You make a lot of money with that, to be honest. I mean, Star Wars already prints dollars, but like, imagine throwing in an anime like a creator like a Shinichiro Watanabe or a, a, a Hayao Miyazaki, like one of those really good Japanese directors that having them helm a, a, a series or, or maybe even like a little mini series like The Clone Wars. But having yeah. it made uh, going in Japan back to by a Japanese team, what, which uh, shows I would one. say are anime esque. <laughs> well, obviously you have your Boondocks and your Avatar, but I would say one. It's a it's a cartoon and it's like one of my favorites, and it's Samurai Jack. I think if you haven't seen Samurai Jack, you're missing out a lot, especially if you're a person who's fond on animation. 
like for a show that was made in 2001 uh it's the, the animation holds up well it's for the first four seasons the animation holds and up if really you're well. also like big on animation and art in itself every like the major episodes that you get in each season there's art like it's just nothing but art the way uh the creator is able to make a story with the fights without any single dialogue and it's just how he's able to enhance the soundtrack in the background now he uses different types of shading for the elements it's like it's just amazing i would definitely recommend that to somebody who hasn't who's just fond on animation in general like i definitely would recommend samurai jack okay Having you having mentioned that reminds yes, me of another one. Um, I'm not sure if either of you have heard of Symbiotic Titan. It's made by the same uh, creator. Same creator. It's unfortunately it ended after one season, but it's it's also a show I would consider to be in the anime esque uh, category because Gendy Gendy excuse me Gendy Tartoski clearly had a a lot of watched a lot of anime shows as he was growing up. And, like there's like a clear influence. Uh, of shows like Voltron or uh, DBZ and shows well, like uh, Samurai Jack and uh, Symbiotic Titan. I do. Okay. Um, Val, so, you, Val, you seem like you want to say something. So going back to this anime as shows that we want to like push or remember. Do you guys remember Hi Hi Puffy Ami Yumi? Yes. Hmm. I like that. <laughs> Yes, yes. that that. Uh, <laughs> Let's all I remember. Hi, hi, yes, I love that. Show. <laughs> not only did they have their own show, they also did the theme song to Teen Titans. Right. For Teen Titans. Yeah, that theme song is a fucking classic. Like that's another show right. that you have to bring up when you bring up uh, anime esque shows like Teen Titans two thousand three. Um. Oh, I don't yeah, know if yeah. any of you guys oh, remember it, but yeah. He-Man, the 2002 version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two seasons. It's criminally un- underrated. Like, I don't know why people like don't like the, the the more modern updates of like those classic 80s shows. Like, um, another one would be probably the one of I forget the the exact title, but it's a Transformers. Uh, update um, like it was. I think I know what you're talking the about. It, was I forget the name of it. But uh, was it Transformers uh, Armada? Yeah, airing on Cartoon Network. No, not Armada. Those ones too. But um, I'm thinking of the one where it has a very cartoony uh, style, but it's clearly influenced by anime. I've seen that one. I know what you're talking about. It's very anime esque. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, let me see. Um, let me see if I can find the name of it real quick. But like, there's there's a lot of these shows. I we have like Cartoon Network in terms of like how they have they brought and supported anime in the West and how they're willing to um, not only push the agenda but also do shows influenced by like uh, anime. Like, it, Cartoon Network holds like a very special place in terms of like Western anime. 
fans play parts in terms of like introducing and making West anime a you know thing what? in the West. Cartoon Network does the, do its thing because you know they also made Tokyo Gal. You know I, like that's another one you have to bring up. I don't particularly like that one, but I oh Transformers animated. Why not? That wasn't that wasn't for me. Like I don't I think it's the art style to be honest. Like the storytelling itself was fine, but like I I was fine with it when they were in 2D. I could deal with it, but once they switched to that early 2000s CGI where they quite, wasn't quite like figured it out yet, you know what I mean? Like they were still messing around with that CGI, and like once they went in the video games, I was like, "Oh, this ugly. like I don't like this at all." <laughs> no, I I found the name of the show. It was Transformers Animated, which is a really dumb show title. Now that I think about it, because most Transformers shows are animated, but that's that was the name of the show right, I was referencing. Last one, and then we can just call it a night. But like, do you guys remember Kappa Mikey? Oh yeah, yeah, yes. That I love yes, that show, I, man. Yes, on Nickelodeon. Yes. So, I was making fun of, like no, it's other anime ass shows. of Japanese anime. <laughs> I love that. Show. I like how they kept to Japan to go be on an anime show with a bunch of cliche anime characters. I'm beast. He's basically uh, on a show like Power Rangers. And I, def- I liked how they kept his like, the, like his animation Americanized, and he goes over to Japan, and they got all his- exactly. <laughs> I'm like, and they're so all anime style. It. <laughs> it was wild. Nickelodeon did its thing in 2006, man. Yeah, there there are a lot of shows. Um, that we might be forgetting, but I, I appreciate you two uh, joining me for this podcast. Um, uh, is there anything you would like to like uh, promo or, um, or uh, bring up before the podcast school, ends? Listen to the Cloudcast, and last thing is follow mm-hmm. me at kid underscore in underscore in America. Um, yeah, okay. Um, shoot, uh, Future Trunks is the best saying. Uh, read that time I got reincarnated as a slime Dad. and check out for my upcoming podcast episode this Saturday we will be going in depth on which series is better Samurai Shampoo or Cowboy Bebop I got the idea from doing a previous recording with Pro and Jari over here over here um we were talking about Shampoo uh, on his podcast so mm-hmm. I just decided to get Jari and a couple other people that wanted to hop on the episode with me we'll discuss we'll go more in depth on this topic because it really uh, it, to me it's like an interesting topic like okay which one is better to us and why do we prefer which one is better personally in our personal opinions but other than that yeah no yeah that's okay, a fun thing uh, oh sorry you can finish reach I was going to say, that's the fun thing about doing podcasts with other people. Uh, like I said, like earlier, you gave me a good inspiration for a, an idea of a podcast episode I'm going to do later. It's nice having a, hearing other people's opinions and talking about topics that are interesting and also topics that maybe aren't discussed as much as they might might be or talking 
from your perspective yeah, yeah, on no a question, topic that man. might be like, well discussed? It, it's best to like that's what's that's to me that's the best thing about podcasts. When you get different minds to come together and when you have different opinions, you're able to create something that's just not something that most people can do, you feel me? So yeah. It's always good to look at things from a unique perspective. Um, uh, thank you again for joining me on the first episode of MO Sessions. Uh, I will, you're always welcome back on another recording if you would like. And um, I'm definitely going to try to guest star on the Cloudcast and um, on the Space World, uh, the Space Place. Sorry. Uh, I'm not I'm not so good with names, but um, I'm definitely going to try to vo- uh, join you guys and offer my little two cents. Uh, Thanks for no having problem, me. Man. Thank you. Thank you for joining me again. Thank you, everybody. Have a nice- Peace out.